Welcome back to another episode of Fourth and Inches Podcast. I'm back. It's Zach. You know, I missed the last couple episodes. I apologize, everybody. But we're back in town. I've got Nate with me. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, everybody? Excited for this week. Week four football. Never gets old. Ready for the next uh, reel of matchups. Let's go. And then, of course, we got Jerome with us as well. We got the whole family back together. What's going on, Jerome? Hey, man, happy to be here uh, week four already. We're already in week four. Mercy. Time flies when you're having fun. It has been fun, I'll tell you what. And I apologize, my voice is a little scratchy. Uh, you know, I was out howling with the wolves last night, and, uh, you know, I lost my voice a little bit. But, hey, we're here, ready to talk some football. Um, I think we should just jump right into the news of the week and that is we had a juicy little trade come up and i didn't even know this until what, like five minutes ago when nate brought this up uh do you want to highlight that nate yeah absolutely i'd love to man um i called jason on my way home from work all right he called me whatever it doesn't matter anyways he was tired of his team jason gets down in the dump so early his team started off one and two which isn't even that bad i told him that one win could Put him back up in the playoff position in the top six. But uh, he got a little antsy. He pulled the trigger. Not saying it's the right move. Not saying it's the wrong move. Um, but he did make a trade with Paxlap. Paxlap is hot to make trades. He's a guy that didn't get a running back till about round five. And uh, just kind of used his trading pieces. And uh, finally he's putting together a team that I think uh, is playoff ready. But uh, to break this specific trade down, he did trade... Um, uh, like I said, Jason, he gave up Josh Jacobs. Let me let me pull it up here. I want to make sure I got the whole trade. He gave away uh, Adam Thelian and Josh Jacobs in return. Uh, the Chili Peckers gave up DeAndre Hopkins and Jonathan Taylor. I don't know how I feel about this trade. Jason said he was having a little bit of remorse the minute he did it. He just was tired of looking at his team, which he already put up a big L and thought he was a loser and didn't want to finish like Madden's Legends did the last couple years. But, man, I don't know about that trade. Zach, what do you you got on the trade there? All right, so your boy, Chili Peckers, decides to send out arguably a top three wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. And he sends out his first round, his first overall pick, Jonathan Taylor, for old measly Adam Thielen. I I get it. He's he's had a hot start, but he, you know, he's a really consistent wide receiver and a, a, a decent quarterback on a decent team. He's fine, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. Like, don't get me wrong. DeAndre Hopkins is on a much better team, much better quarterback, and he's DeAndre Hopkins. And then Josh, oh my gosh, Josh Jacobs, getting passed around like a, <laughs> what are we doing passing around Josh Jacobs, folks? He is not going to be good this year. Um, I, I can see this, this, uh, this trend that we're seeing, him being hurt, missing some practice. Is he going to play? Uh, no, he's not going to play. And, you know, as good as Peyton Barber looked, thinking Peyton Barber he had a good game last week and John Gruden he likes to go with the hot hand and I I don't know why you'd want Josh Jacobs on your team instead of Jonathan Taylor I know Jonathan Taylor's had a slow start but we saw what he did last year against bad defenses Uh, the Colts haven't had easy matchups 
and the Colts are still trying to figure it out with their new quarterback. So this, sorry, Jason, uh, you definitely lost this trade. Jerome? Uh, I don't know. I, I think that um, the, the Josh Jacobs thing is um, I, I, I think that you would want Josh Jacobs because the, the Raiders are on a um, – they're going to be good this year. They're going to be a playoff team. So the Colts are going nowhere fast. Naheem Hines has been cutting all into uh, Jonathan Taylor's uh, playing time. So that's probably what's going on there. Uh, Adam Thielen's got off to a hot start. Uh, he's caught all those touchdown passes. I think he has, what, four four TDs in three games? Uh, I don't know if that can keep up, but um, I think that's what's going on in there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been, uh, been hurt, nicked up, you know, just typical things that, that he goes through every year. And uh, he hasn't gotten off to the hottest start. So that, that's probably what's going on with that trade right there. Well, when I was talking to Jason, I said, Jason, look, if you're going to give up a running back in hopes of a better running back, you know, you got to give up a slightly better uh, wide receiver. Uh, you know, I think this is kind of like that that Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, where they had the miscommunication on that AT&T commercial, and he said he thinks he should come out of retirement and play. I, I think we kind of got that kind of <laughs> mix-up going on here. Because uh, I think uh, what he thought I said was to give up a better wide receiver and give up a better running back for a worse wide receiver and a worse running back. Um, but regardless, you know, you know, I'm not saying this is a personally. I think it's a bad trade. However, it could be one that pans out and slaps us in the face. You know, as we say multiple times on here, if we're talking bad about it, it's probably a good thing. If we're talking good about it, you probably got to rearrange your lineup. So, uh, but just breaking it down, I mean, I personally would rather have um, DeAndre Hopkins over Thielen, just because you have a hotter quarterback. I mean, Kyler Murray. I know Tom Brady's up there. He's either the one or two. Um, at that at his position, so um, DeAndre Hopkins, he doesn't have much competition. Dealing on the other hand, you have Jefferson. Uh, it's going to take away some uh, um, uh, targets, and then you also have uh, Dalvin Cook once he comes back. So it's just a lot of volume share there. Um, and then as far as Josh Jacobs, man, I mean, he had he had what seven rushing attempts. He had two touchdowns, which he got all his points from. But seven rushing attempts, man. I'm a big volume guy. And I'm, I'm just not seeing it here, as opposed to Jonathan Taylor, who's who's seeing quite a bit of volume. And uh, as you stated, has a tough schedule. But, um, yeah, I think my personal rule, which I've told everyone, you know, I go by draft picks, is, or at least I, I 60% of what my mindset goes into is where I drafted them in the draft as far as for trades. So uh, with Jonathan Taylor being his first overall pick, you still heavily have to consider that. I think three weeks of football isn't isn't enough to make – you know, trades with your first overall pick. But that's just my take. Um, like I said, this could be one that benefits him. Thielen is hot. He could stay hot. He could be, you know, the number one wide receiver there in, in Vikings. And Kirk Cousins is, is doing well. He's putting up big numbers. Uh, and uh, like I said, it, it may pan out. So, Yeah, I just I can't trust Josh Jacobs, um, mainly because I can't trust the Raiders yet. I know they've beat three good defenses. Uh, on paper, and Derek Carr is playing out of his mind right now. But they did this last year. They beat the Chiefs. You know, they come in, they beat all these good teams, and then they'll turn around and they'll lose to the Jets or Atlanta, forty-nine to three. And you're like, is this the same team? Like, what happened? And you know, I'm not fully convinced that the Raiders are very, very good. You know, they're hot right now, but 
I don't know. I the Jonathan Taylor's upside is much much greater. Uh, better things are in store for Jonathan Taylor, and I have a, a uh, set one to run by you guys in my other league. I traded away. I traded away Kareem, Kareem Hunt for Jonathan Taylor, one for one. What do you guys think about that trade? Did I did I, I do love good? That trade for you. My goodness. Yeah. And okay, so Kareem Hunt is my was my running back three. All right, I have Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. Wow. And I'm three and zero in that league, and I said, you know, I, I don't need the stability of Kareem Hunt. You know, he's got running back two potential every week. You know, maybe he can blow up catch a couple touchdowns, have a big game. But Jonathan Taylor, I think, he could do exactly what he did last year and absolutely go off at the end of the season and win you a championship. So I think uh, this makes Pac Slap's team pretty scary. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he got his uh, um, he got the trading piece he needed to, to make this trade with uh, Jason. So as you said, he's – He's got a decent run game now. I mean, at least he's got one dominant running back. He's got good uh, quarterbacks and, and wide receivers. So he's definitely, that was what he needed to to get back on track. And, yeah, I think uh, Packslap is definitely a contending team now for playoffs. So. Um, but as far as that trade goes, Zach, I like it too. Um, like I said, I, I just, I'm, I'm very patient with my players. I think Jonathan Taylor, I think three weeks, you know, based on schedule, based on, you know, just a bad performance. But you, you got to give someone at least six six weeks, in my in my opinion. For, uh, to kind of see what their potential is, what their floor is, what their ceiling is. And I, I think Jonathan Taylor will turn it around. Um, I don't think he's going to be anything fantastic, but I think he definitely has some upsides for uh, some weeks. So I think it was an even trade. I'll, I'll put that. Uh, Kareem Hunt did have a good week uh, last week there at 27. Um, but I think long term, I think you you made the better idea of getting uh, Jonathan Taylor. For sure. Well, Absolutely. I, I think the, um, the Kareem Hunt thing, you sold him high. And man, did you bring in a haul! <laughs> My God, congratulations! <laughs> I'm excited that I am going to wipe the floor with that that league. I got a good team in there. The draft just kept falling my way, and I ended up with some studs. And like I said, I'm three and zero, so I'm excited. But let's get back to our league. Um, we'll highlight some of these other um, acquisitions, waiver ads that we had this week. Um, Let's go all the way back. We've got some really funny ones, too. Like your boy G-Money picking up A.J. Green off the waivers for $20. That's one-fifth of his yearly fab he dumps on A.J. Green, and then he turns around with another $15, and that's Peyton Barber. Now, that one makes sense because Peyton Barber showed that he can handle a big workload in Las Vegas, and he can do a lot with it. But $20 for A.J. Green? Like, the wide receiver three, <laughs> arguably, on that team. That I thought that was hilarious. What do you guys think? So I, I personally had A.J. Green on my team. I wasn't seeing a lot out of him uh, right away. Um, he, he definitely still has some potential there, but, man, I think he's, he's past his prime. He, don't get me wrong, he had a good week. He had 19 points. But, again, what people fail to realize, man, is, is volume. I mean, this is a guy that had six targets. I mean, if you just look at a player, six targets, uh, I mean, to me, that's just an average game. That's not anything special. It's just... Um, I mean, yeah, 112 yards, unbelievable, but take away, I didn't actually watch that game, but I'm assuming he had one catch for 40 yards or something miraculous like well, that. Also, um, DeAndre Hopkins was pretty limited, too. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot, I don't think, um, since he was kind of banged up. And I think yeah, I mean, he's got six targets every single game. That's I mean, why that's... they went to um, 
that's why they went the other way uh, to A.J. Green because uh, Nuke or, or Hopkins went, came in there all nicked up. So, uh, I mean, we knew we weren't going to get a big game out of him on Sunday. But yes, six six targets, man. That's not enough for me to um, drop five bucks, let alone twenty. So, yeah, hope it pans out for him. But yeah, I think he overpaid on that one. Yeah, that's great. Uh, jump up next one. This was just this is funny to me as well. Uh, everybody probably knows the news. Josh Gordon got reinstated back into the league. He signed with Kansas City's practice squad, and then he got signed to Dan's mom, and. Uh, for $12 of his fab, which is also hilarious because uh, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, he's definitely not going to usurp Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. You know, they, they could use another weapon, but when you start throwing this many weapons into an offense, it, it almost like clouds everybody's fantasy output. And I don't think he's going to be good enough off the streets, you know, to, to top uh, McCall Hardman, who seems competent, and then Demarcus Robinson as well. So, you know, acquiring him for, for free, you know, just off the waivers, that's funny. You can post your little meme about it um, and get everybody to laugh. But, man, spending 12 bucks, like, huge. What do you guys think? And then dropping Michael Carter, like, Michael Carter could have decent potential this year. The Jets can score points, maybe. So I think the only thing going for uh, Josh Gordon is the fact that the uh, NFL no longer uh, tests for THC. <laughs> I think the guy's a waste. I really do. I, I don't think uh, he's going to be one of those guys that's just a name you see on your roster. Um, he's not really going to bring anything to the table. He might have one or two catches here or there. It's going to be a good analogy to this is Randall Cobb to the Packers. You know, you're all excited about it. You get that welcome home feeling, and then he just craps the bet. So. Nothing too crazy here. I wouldn't pick him up for free. I would have waited to pick the man up for free. Um, I think that he's had chance after chance after chance, and the only thing that he's proven is that he's got another mess up in him, and I don't think he comes in and makes very much noise with the Chiefs. I think that, um, you know, I, I don't even think he threatens the Byron Pingles of the world. So, we'll, know. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, is this the next uh, Antonio Brown situation? Do you view him as uh, more of a liability at this point? Or? We don't know what this guy can do. He's fresh off the streets. Um, he hasn't played football. Old. Yeah, he's 30 now. So he's been out of the league, what, two years now? Uh, so is, is, he, is, is Josh Jacobs going to like, is he going to start this guy? I mean, when is he going to even play on your team? Whose spot is he taking? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, picking him up, you know, just, just what if is, is cool. But, yeah, you're not going to play him over anybody, I don't think. Um, but still, it's fun, fun to watch, you know, just to keep. I don't think he, uh, that he's going to be playing this week at all. Maybe week five he might, he might make the roster and, you know, he might go out and not even put his helmet on, you know. Who, who knows? You know, it'll be like Le'Veon Bell last year where they brought him in Son? and he didn't do anything. So I'm trying to think of the last player that has came back after, you know, missing a season, two seasons, or, you know, any kind of scenario. I can't, I can't even think of one off the top of my head of a guy Josh that's... Gordon. Yeah, he's done it before and didn't do anything with it, so... I mean, Rob Gronkowski missed a year, and, and we saw it took him a good eight games just to kind of get, get back into the routine and rhythm of football, and yeah, it's tough, man. You hanging up for a year, the level of... Uh, um, 
mm-hmm. uh, skill out there, man. You, you, you lose the feel of the game. Oh, yeah. I, I do It'll be fun to watch them. Up, though. It's, the, it's not the pickup. It's, it's the spending free agency budget on him. I mean, I, I think we all agree. That guy would have been there for free. I didn't yeah. want him on my team. I don't, hearing mm-hmm. you guys talk, I don't I think you wanted him. So. No. But, but still, uh, makes for, for good drama. Um, next we got, oh, we got a big bun sighting. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, he, he made somebody's team. Uh, Dan's mom picking up. Picking up that 2014 roster of Josh Gordon and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, dropped Carson Wentz, which, you know, I make, it makes sense. Carson Wentz has not been good. He's a little hurt. Uh, he's been playing through his injuries. Um, we'll see, though. I think Carson Wentz will have a fine season, much better than Ben Roethlisberger's season. Ben Roethlisberger can't even walk without falling over. <laughs> I saw some funny videos of him trying to roll out of the pocket, and then he just, like, <laughs> he falls down and... Oh, man, it's, it's ugly up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the fact that Cincinnati went in there and beat them like that, that dominantly, was, that's a way, that should be a wake-up call for Pittsburgh. Wait, uh, I don't even know who they have as a... Oh, go ahead, man. No, sorry, you're good. Good, go ahead. The, the way Ben has looked, he looks like there's no off-season <laughs> program at all. He's, uh, he's waiting until training camp to try and get into shape, and the rest of the time he's on the couch and eating a cheeseburger. And uh, it's showing his play. Uh, he looks so fat and just washed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't look in shape. He's not playing like he's in shape. And, uh, man, I told you I usually get players six weeks, but, man, I saw enough of him. That was uh, – Last time I saw something like that was when I thought Aaron Rodgers was injured, and I watched Brent Hundley just struggle for a four-yard gain. I think I heard Please. somewhere that uh, uh, I think uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, I think Ben Roethlisberger is ranked as the 33rd quarterback so far. <laughs> There's only 32 teams, folks. What are you doing, Ben? Oh, goodness. I thought that was funny. Uh, Mike I, I, I put Trey Lanson for him. <laughs> yeah, he's back up. Yeah, he'll do better. What he ran for a touchdown last week. Um, but hey, we got Mike Kosicki, uh, Miami tight end. He's kind of been quiet. That goes to Nate. Um, six bucks. You thought he was a hot commodity there? Yeah, um, I like what I see from him. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing consistency. I mean, there's not really. I mean, red flags to me are when a, when a guy scores. 15 0 8 you know I, I like seeing consistency along the board i like seeing someone that's going to put at least a couple numbers on there i mean we're talking about tight ends here if you don't have the top three guys i mean it, it's just rolling the dice i mean this is almost to the point where it's just as much of an x factor as x favorite kicker or defense man it's just you, you don't know what you're going to get so um i six isn't too much i like what i see here um he had seven he, he did have zero in the first game but however Six targets, seven points last week, and 12 targets, 10 receptions this week. So um, what, what's not shown there is he did have a QB switch. Um, I, I think uh, he, he's going to get a lot more looks with uh, uh, Jacoby Brisket there. Brisket. Um, what's <laughs> what even is his name? Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby there you go. <laughs> I'm going to call him Brisket, man. Um but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I like that quarterback selection a lot more. 12 targets, I mean, that was uh, – that's a hell of a, a uh, 
targets for a, a tight end there. So I'm excited about him. I think he'll uh, he'll do well at least until I, I figure it out. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it pans out. So six bucks, not a whole lot. I think Dan was actually pissed off. Dan uh, actually said he put in twelve for some reason. I don't know why it didn't go through, but maybe maybe a user error of some sort. I'm not sure. I love the pickup. Um, I had Gasecki earlier in the year uh, in another team of mine, and I released him because Tua wouldn't throw him the stinking football. But Jacoby uh, Brissett, what did I hear you yeah, say? Yeah, brisket. What, what, 12 targets? Is that what you said? 12 targets, yeah. 10 receptions you, is what he had in last game. You cannot argue with that kind of production right there. If he, if he does that, he keeps doing that. I mean, Gasecki will win some ball games for you if you can get that. Uh, those kind of looks from your quarterback week in and week out. Yeah, and a PPR league, you know, it doesn't really matter how far they go either. You know, 12 targets, 10 catches, that's 10 points, and that's really good for a tight end. Um, uh, he got the nickname Mike Gusicki uh, for his first week, though. Yeah, Tua did not look at the tight end at all. Um, but even last week, I think Jalen Waddle had, like, the, the rookie down there had, like, 14 targets. So, yeah, Jacoby Brisket is down there just hyper-targeting his guys. So, I mean, maybe it's going to be Mike Kosicki, uh as long as as long as uh, Barbecue Boy's still in a quarterback. But, you know, yeah, we'll see. Definitely better than uh, Hunter Henry, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Too, uh, too unpredictable, man. So, Yeah, New England is all over the place. But we got a kicker pickup. I don't care. Uh, we're going to move to the defense. I picked up Cincinnati against the Jets tonight. I think, or, sorry, Jaguars. Potato, potato, you know. Uh, Cincinnati against Jaguars, I think they looked good against uh, Pittsburgh, which isn't hard, but uh, New England was, had a tough matchup this week, I think, so I dropped them. Uh, they're still a streamable defense in my mind. But So uh, skipping up here, we have another ad, Giovanni Bernard uh, going to the Chili Peckers, and he drops Ronald Jones. Um, both Tampa Bay running backs, as we know, but what are you doing, Jason? Ronald Jones is the starter down there. I know Leonard Fournette, uh, Lenny's been getting a lot of work, but come on, like, you think Giovanni Bernard's going to outperform Ronald Jones? Like, am I am I crazy, or do you guys agree? I agree. Um, Maybe he knows something. Yeah. Hey, again, he, he's a big numbers guy. So he's looking at the negative point six, negative four, and uh, a one yard. So he didn't likely see dropped him. Um, but yeah, way to go! Just gave up my waiver for this week. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it'll be a good play if if he um, if, if that game on Sunday uh, when when Tom goes back up to uh, New England, if that gets into a shootout or New England jumps on them and you know they get into a negative game script, then you know Giovanni Bernard would play a big part. So maybe maybe he's knowing something. Maybe we can all make some money or something. He's got some uh, inside information. I think I'm convinced. Yeah. I- I mean, for PPR, like I understand, uh, Giovanni, Giovanni is the third round. Shoot, sorry. <laughs> Giovanni is the third down back, so I know he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, but I, I just, I don't want any part of the Tampa Bay backfield personally. So you know, it's it's whatever to me. But yeah, we'll move on. Um, Hunter Renfro, the Las Vegas uh, slot machine. He drops Jameson Crowder, uh, who's been okay, but he gets, he's on the Jets, so. Uh, I think that's pretty fair defense. Oh, and then this is mine. I picked up Marlon Mack. Uh, 
out of speculation that he's going to get added or traded somewhere. Uh, I saw that him and Indianapolis agreed that to be traded uh, after his horrific Achilles injury, injury last year, he's looking to start it off on, on a new foot with a different team. You know, obviously, uh, Baltimore, San Francisco come to mind um, right off the bat. So maybe he goes there and, you know, takes a big chunk of role. So I just added him. Nothing crazy. Um, and Bateman. Added. Let's skip over uh, Bateman. Oh, yeah. I added Rashad Bateman, rookie for Baltimore. Threw him in my IR. Uh, they just said that uh, they have 21 days to sign him to the roster. Not sign him, but add him to the roster. And he... What do you have? Like, I think he had an ab, ab muscle surgery or something, but he's, he was their first-round pick, and clearly we see that Baltimore needs to get some more weapons in this offense. Uh, so I added him through in the IR for right now uh, just because my IR was empty, so it, it helps. Um, Nate added Sammy Watkins. You want to talk about that? Yeah, um, nothing, nothing crazy there. I mean, this wasn't a... The pickup, I think, is going to be changing. But, again, we're seeing a little consistency there uh, with him and uh, the Ravens squad. Um, just trying to, again, I didn't need Hunter Henry since I got Gusecki then. And uh, among all wide receivers, was just the best there. Just needed to add more depth. And, like I said, just seeing a little more consistency out of him, which I like. Um, but you did drop him an hour ago. So, <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> well, for Brandon Bolden, though, I mean, we see that James White is out for the year, not necessarily meaning that he's going to see a significant, but there's definitely a chance. Anytime uh, starting running back goes out there, um, you definitely want to uh, give it a shot. So we're going to see if he gets an increased workload. Um, he did play, uh, um, Let's see, what, what did he end up doing last game here? He had five points. He had just three rushing attempts, but is making an uh, impact in the pass game. He had four targets, three receptions. So, again, something there. Don't think it's going to be an impact play, but just one of those rolling dice seeing how it pans out. I mean, they have uh, Ramondre Stevenson and J.J. Taylor there as well. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if, um, what's going on. They should just throw the ball to Damian Harris, you know. Uh, that's my boy, and it's sad to see him only go through the 20s, you know, on the ground. I want to see him catch the balls and, and get involved, but yeah, I mean, New England uh, is a little fuzzy right now. They've always been a three-man crew, man. They've had a third-down guy and guys that rotate between first and second, so yeah. like I said, not anything I think is going to be significant, but one of those players. I'll tell you what will be significant, though. I'd like to go back to that Rashad Bateman pickup. Ooh. You got him before I could, Zach. And he had that sports hernia uh, repair. And from what, everything that I've seen, the guy's coming back and ready to go 100%. And after we saw Marquise Brown drop, what, three touchdown passes on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, wide open, too. Uh, Bateman's going to have a chance to come in there and be the one. They drafted him to be a one, so that's an outstanding pickup. I think you're going to be happy with that pick. I hope so. I need some depth. Um, my wide receiver room has been a little, little hit or miss this year. Um, so let's hope it, hope it pays off. You know, that could be a little sleeper. Um, help me out later on in the season. Uh, but I need wins now. Absolutely. I need wins now before I start thinking about that, too. So, um, Yeah. One week at a time. 
so now skipping ahead, we'll do these quick. Uh, Tennessee defense goes to Pack's lap, drops Pittsburgh. Uh, Tariq Cohen goes to Pack's lap. Interesting uh, pick up there. David Montgomery obviously has a chokehold on all the running back touches right now. But as we know, Tariq Cohen is a major part of the passing game. I'm not really sure his story on his injury. Uh, they put him on the pup, and it looks like he's got the return designation now. So I don't know if he's going to come back anytime soon, but uh, that is interesting. So we'll see if that it eats into David Montgomery's workload at all. And then, you know, obviously we're PPR, so you know, that could be good as long as Chicago can figure out its offense, because right now it's looking pretty ugly. I mean, yeah, the fact that he got him for uh, no fab dollars, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I think he's uh, probably the biggest stash among every, anyone that we've just discussed for the pickup. And um, I like it. I, I think it could be big. Um, definitely solid he, pick on mine. He's kind of in the realm of uh, Giovanni Bernard. They're pretty similar to me, just third-down guys. Um, if they're if they're behind, which, as we know, Chicago is probably going to be behind a lot, you know, yeah, he'll get some targets and – but I just think Justin Fields, if he stays the starter, he's going to keep trying to be more mobile. Um, you know, as long as Miles Garrett's not coming back there and swallowing up, you know. That was a fun game to watch, by the way. Um, but we have, moving on, we have Michael Gallup. He's on IR. Uh, Ty Johnson gets dropped by Pax Lab for that. I don't think there's anything special. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's had a really solid uh, first few weeks with Dallas, and he seems to be establishing himself as the tight end one in Dallas. I know Blake Jarwin does get some targets, but Dalton Schultz, two touchdowns last week. He was the tight end one, and, uh, man, looked really good. And he drops Jacques Patrick, who was that uh, Bengals, Patrick, uh, sorry, the Bengals practice squad uh, guy that came over. Uh, to join that San Francisco running room, which all we know is it is crowded. So, um, kicker, I uh, don't care. We talked about the trade already. Uh, Nate talked about Brandon Bolden and then another defense and another kicker. So I think that clears it up. Do you guys want to talk about any any other waiver claims that you guys took note of? No, I mean, just seeing a lot of movement. I love how, what, that's our... Uh, third or fourth trade that's already happened in the league um or was uh nick and uh nate the first one i can't remember yeah nick and uh, but no no ours was jerome for those ours leagues. was the first one yeah chris mccaffrey for dalvin cook was the first one and then yeah. Paxlat made two trades so that is the third one man that's uh that's encouraging um I, I knew something was something was going on when nick texted me within like 10 seconds of the trade being accepted uh to call and quick uh, accept it before it's too late um, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, man, lots of movement. Um, fab dollars are being put out there. Um, exciting stuff. Love to see it. Definitely. All right. So, do you guys want to break down these uh, fantasy matchups real quick? Let's spend the rest of our time on that, probably. So, one thing. I want to kind of look at this just before. I do want to see Paxlap's teams now. Well, 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 I guess we'll start with him. He plays Muffalo Wings this week. Okay. Um, he's Go projected ahead. 165 versus uh, Muffalo Wings, who's projected 171. Um, his team now looks Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins as quarterbacks. Very solid, arguably the best in the league. Um, for wide receivers, now we have uh, Tyreek Hill and Shark. Um, both uh, pretty solid. He's got Juju on the bench there. Um not bad. I mean, I'm still okay with that. That's 
Um, that's fine with me. Mitchell coming back off injury this uh, this week. He's still questionable. Jonathan Taylor, which is solid. Kittle, which is solid. And DeAndre Hopkins down. I, I missed him there in his flex. So, yeah, I mean, the only weak spot that he's now has in his lineup is uh, Shark, which is fine. I mean, it's not like someone that's going to lay a goose egg. I mean, before he had uh, A.J. Dillon in his lineup, which, you know, very well could lay two, three points and, and not be very significant. But, I mean, we're seeing now a, a strong QB mix, a good tight end, decent wide receivers, and uh, um, established run game. So I like his team now. It, it shows in the projections. He's 165. I mean, that's pretty high for the week. He goes against Muffalo Wings, which is going to give him a hell of a run for his money. Um, one thing I want to know, Kyle Pitts, how do you guys feel about him? I know he had a lot of hype. I think he was taken, if I'm not mistaken, in the fifth round or so. I mean, he was high up in the ADP. Um First round. Oh, in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Right fifth round. Um, Kyle Pitts, I just see him as a rookie tight end. Um, less of a rookie tight end, more of like a, a rookie wide receiver, really. Um, he is definitely still acclimating to the NFL. Uh, it sucks that he is on a bad offense. Matt Ryan has not looked himself. Uh, the whole Atlanta team has looked bad. Uh, their defense is terrible. So, you know, if Matt Ryan can kind of get it together, start getting my boy Calvin Ridley some, some targets, and then, uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts, which actually Buffalo Wings has both Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. So that's too many Atlanta players uh, to really succeed. Uh, I think it's going to be – I think Kyle Pitts is going to have his games for sure where he finally catches a couple touchdowns and, you know, has those big splash performances. But, yeah, it's a slow start. I think it's tough for any uh, tight end to come into the NFL and just think they're going to just instantly shine. It takes time to learn those routes and get in sync with your quarterback. And uh, that's if your quarterback's playing well. We all know Matt Ryan has been playing well for whatever reason. He's fell off a cliff or something. So that's my take on Mr. Pitts. So, and while we have this matchup pulled up, what do we all think of uh, uh, Mr. Hilaire? Are we freaking out at this point? It's three weeks. He had a great week last week. So he had 17 rush yards. He did get that bonus with, uh, sorry, 17 rushing attempts for 100 rush yards. He did get that 100-point bonus or 100-yard bonus, which I believe is three points. So um, he's he's kind of finding himself again. I mean, is this something that, I mean, if he was on your guys' team, would you trade him now just while he's high? Or you you kind of think he's he's finding himself, he's going to get back in his rhythm? I have him on one of my teams. Uh, it's an expensive league to play in, too, and uh, I'm not real high on Claude edwards Hilaire and uh, a lot of people in my league aren't either. I couldn't really get rid of him. Uh, he's one more fumble away from probably losing the job. He's fumbled in back-to-back weeks, and uh, he cost him a game, uh, what, two weeks ago, and then he turns around and puts the ball on the carpet again last week. So I... I don't know, man. I'm not real high on this guy. Yeah, I. it was nice to see him have a good week last week um, in, a, in kind of a rare playing from behind game. I mean, it was it was pretty neutral game script, I guess. I didn't watch this game, uh, but obviously they didn't end up losing. I don't know if that has any, any impact. I know Kansas City's been in a lot of shootouts this year. And uh, so, it, I mean, really it just comes down to Pat Mahomes, is, he's not dumping it off to Clyde, and that's the issue is he's not getting these targets. 
Um, he's getting the, the rushing work. Uh, he's gotten good attempts so far. He just hasn't really been able to do much with them. And last week, he finally showed that he can. But yeah, the fumbles are an issue. And I, I, I'd probably hold. I, I think Jerome's right. Nobody likes him. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to be able to trade him easily. Uh, so I would just hold him. Hopefully he has another big game. And then off two, two good games, maybe trade him away then. Or, or if you're happy with it, you can keep him. So. But hey, I mean, it's a running back, too. Uh, you know, you don't need anything crazy out of your second running back. Um, so that's my thoughts. Now, what I personally think is going to happen, like I said, uh, Nick might, I mean, this just goes to show, though. I mean, you could turn your, your, your team around. You're, you're one week away from getting momentum. You're one trade away from getting the team you'd like uh, back in the right tracks. But, I mean, this is a scary team looking at uh, Nick's squad now. So, I mean, um, he may be, you know, top three teams to beat uh, moving forward. Um, I'm going to take, actually, Nick upsetting Ricky this week. So, um I, I just think uh, if you break down the positions, I just think there's too much talent there on his side and just too many question marks, you know. Um, Jamar Chase seems to be um, off to a hot start. However, I think he's due for a, a lower-volume game. Uh, Ridley's just kind of hit or miss. I mean, he's, as you guys noted, at Atlanta and then Pitts along with that. Um, so I just, I just I think there's too many question marks for me to go with Muffalo Wings in this matchup. I am actually going to say that uh, Paxlap pulls off the upset in this. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll say that I got packs left. Excellent. All right. Um, I'll take Muffalo Wings. Uh, I do think Tyree Kill is going to turn around. He's been kind of slow. And um, we'll see what DJ Chark does tonight. Um, but yeah, I just I like Muffalo team. Muffalo Wings is team a lot better. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley, he has a game this week. I hope. I have him in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, so I'll take Buffalo Wings. I, I like it. I think looking at this roster, Pack Slap's going to have to be dealt with. I mean, look at the Patrick Mahomes, the Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> uh, Elijah Mitchell can play football, man. This guy's back. He's in a number one rushing like type atmosphere in a whole league. Jonathan Taylor, solid. George Kittle, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kirk Cousins, who's going to beat this guy? Um, I mean, he, he's loaded and set up. Well, yeah, the only question are all the cues by all these players on his roster right now. I mean, staying healthy is going to be going to be a um, tough for him. But um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that's a great point, Jerome. He's he's a team to beat, team to be reckoned with. So, I think it's going to come down to running back depth. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, Trey Sermon didn't look good, but uh, I, don't, I don't see them giving Elijah Mitchell a bulk of the running back carries. I think it'll be a lot of split. Uh, Jonathan Taylor still has to prove himself. Uh, so as long as his running backs can do something and, you know, maybe Aaron Jones gets hurt and A.J. Dillon takes over and all of a sudden he's got two great running backs. Uh, but until he gets some good running back depth, I, I don't know. You think he makes even uh, another trade? Get rid of Tyreek Hill, maybe for a more in-depth running back. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at his receivers though, and who would you put in? You know, uh, Juju, Juju on the beat? Nah, I don't think so. He, we already talked about big buns. Uh, I don't want any of his pass catchers. Um, I think I've got Deontay Johnson though, and that's fine because Deontay Johnson's the guy that runs five-yard routes, and that's about 
uh, Ben's maximum depth <laughs> of target. So I'll take I'll take him. But yeah, Juju is kind of he'll be okay. But yeah, yeah, he'll definitely have to get some more running backs. But uh, I do like his team still. Definitely, definitely much improved from where he started. He's making good trades. All right, for sure. We'll move on. <clears throat> um, let's see, my phone's acting up here. Let's go ahead and move to King Savage versus Dan's mom. King Savage is the underdog in this one. Uh, Yahoo projects him a 43% chance of winning. He is projected 162 points versus Dan's mom, who's projected 174. So breaking down his team, let's see here. Let's look, let's look, let's look. Uh, as far as quarterbacks go, uh, Matt Ryan and um, Mac Jones. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Let's talk about this for a minute. Mac Jones going against Tom Brady. Tom Brady has vengeance. What do you guys predict uh, this score will be? There, It is in Foxborough, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yep. It's in New England, yes. What do you guys think is going to go down? Uh, I'll start. I'll, I think that Tom Brady is going to throw for another big game. Uh, he's going to be... <laughs> He, he wants, wants to put up so many points on the board, he's not going to be slowing down. And we already know that Tom Brady still has it. You know, he's, he's on a ridiculous pace right now, throwing a lot of, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Um, I could see him coming in and blowing this game out pretty quickly. Um, I am scared for the New England team because their offenses looked, looked okay. Mac Jones seems competent, but, oh, man, Tom Brady is going to come in redder than Bruce Arians. And uh, <laughs> it, it certainly uh, seems to match up that way. And um, Tom Brady and, and Coach Belichick are very, very competitive like human beings. And if what happens is that, you know, Tom comes up there and do what you say, Zach, and throws, you know, five touchdown passes and they blow New England out, I think there's going to be some bad blood. So, I mean, I. I don't think it'll be com- I don't I don't think it'll be competitive, and uh, I think New England or New England's going to get thumped, and and Tampa Bay's going to try to make an example out of them this year. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to um, make it hurt. I think uh, Tom Brady's going to throw for 400 passing yards, four touchdowns, and have a hell of a week. So um, that is something to look out for. Um, King Savage does have Gronkowski on his team. Um, overall, though, uh, I remember at the beginning of this, Dan's team was always very uh, intriguing to me just because of the youth. Love Jalen Hurts. Love what the guy's done so far. I mean, look at his numbers. He's put up 25, 20, 33. The guy's putting in work. I, I like him at the QB spot. DK Metcalf finally popping off uh, last week with 25. I think he continues that. I think it's going to be a DK Metcalf week as opposed to a um, lock week. Um, so, and then you have Justin Jefferson, Derrick Henry, who's the number one guy in the league. Um, God, that 54 point performance is still ridiculous to me. DeAndre Swift, who's, uh, establishing the, uh, the run and the, uh, receptions too out there in the flat. Um, I'm going to have to go with Dan's mom in this one. I think, uh, the projections are accurate. I think, uh, he does win this. However, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what projections say. I think it's going to be within five points. So what do you guys think? I'll take Dan's mom. Uh, he's got the fire right now of Cooper Cup. Um, he's Cooper Cup's looked outrageous. Uh, the whole Rams team looks good. Um, I do think that Jalen Hurts is fine. I know he didn't look great against Dallas, uh, but your boy's starting to bit, bit, bit. Ben Roethlisberger. 
big buns. Uh, Watch a ball out this week. That's my luck. It's not going to get it done. Um, We need to address him. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about Dan's mom's bench, though. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's got... He's, he's the guy who picked up Josh Gordon, and uh, and that's just funny. I hope he's I hope he plays Josh Gordon one time this year. That'll be that'll be great. But uh, I do think King Savage has a good team, regardless. Uh, DJ Moore has been hot. CD Lamb hot. Uh, pretty much if Matt Ryan can get it done, and then Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones has not put up a lot of points for fantasy, but like I said, he's been competent. Um, and we all know the Tampa Bay is going to be stopping the run. So if they're going to get it done, it's going to be through the air. So maybe Mac Jones does put up a, a good game finally. Uh, we'll see, though. I think the King Savage can pull the win off if it's going to come down to uh, Montgomery having a decent day and Mac Jones. It's all going to come down to Mac Jones if he's going to try to stay competitive and compete with Tom uh, I think that he'll have a chance to pull off the upset. In fact, I'm going to go with King Savage. All right, that's fair. My breakout player this week is Najee Harris going against my Packers. I think he's going to blow up just like he did last week. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a close matchup. I totally agree with you, Trump. It's going to come down to Mac Jones, Um, seeing how they perform there. But, yeah, I ultimately do take Dan's mom. Moving on to the next uh, lineup. Let's make sure to get Goon Squad in here. Sorry, Goon Squad, we did miss you last week. Um, we're going to go ahead and address this matchup. We got Goon Squad versus uh, Saquon, these nuts. I don't know if anyone tuned into his new uh, profile picture, the one that was trending on that group chat there. Uh, Eli Manning flipped and everyone off. So pretty good. Uh, Goon Squad is projected to beat him by 57, um, sorry, 57% win by Yahoo Predictions. It's supposed to be uh, 164 to 153. Um, breaking it down, let's look at it here. Um, 153 first to start is actually pretty uh, significant for uh, Saquon, so there must be some favorable matchups here. Um, we finally saw um, Saquon Barkley bounce back with a 21-point game. Um, goes against the Saints defense. Uh, Henderson, uh, what was the report on him? I think he will uh, expects Henderson to play week four, so that is uh, encouraging. I think we're going to see a decent game out of him. Um, and then uh, waiting for my boy Tanya. He hasn't done a whole lot. He had only one good game, which uh, just was a, a touchdown pass that really made that game for him. But going against Pittsburgh's defense, I think Tanya has a big week. Um, James Robinson, I think, will be uh, just fine going against Cincinnati's defense tonight. Um, looking over at Coons Quad a little bit, um, Josh Allen. Um, always love to see him there. Um, Hawkinson, great tight end. He's going to dominate that spot. Uh, ultimately, though, I'm going to go ahead and just say Saquon these nuts. I think he's going to pull the upset this week. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? I will say that um, I still like Nick's team in this spot. Uh, Josh Allen, Taylor Heineke. Uh, Josh Allen's finally looking like him, his old self. He's going against Houston. He'll smash there. Uh, Taylor Heineke. He's looked great uh, filling in for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going against Atlanta. He'll smash there. And uh, Ryan Tannehill on the other side, Saquon, uh, these nuts, his team. Ryan Tannehill has to prove himself still. Uh, he's not been not been himself. Uh, Derrick Henry's kind of been carrying them to some wins. And uh, But they're playing the Jets, so this is a get-right game for Tannehill. 
Um, and when it comes to position players, you know, uh, I still like Goon Squad's team. His running backs scare me here. Uh, Miles Gaskin has not quite been the, uh, you know, the ball hog that we wanted him to be. And we'll just see how it goes. And uh, he saw he's benching Tyson Williams, was his, uh, his sleeper of the year, we thought. Uh, Tyson Williams has not looked very good. Against Detroit, he didn't do anything. So that's kind of a red flag. So he went with uh, Gaskin. I don't think Gaskin's going to do very much uh, against Indianapolis. They have a respectable defense. Uh, but I will still think that the edge goes to Goon Squad here uh, just by the quarterback quarterbacks here. Unless Lamar Jackson can run against this Denver defense, that'll be kind of the big, uh, the big story here. And I guess also, um, I'll jump in the last thing. Uh, Stephon Diggs is my guy to watch this week. Uh, and he's got he's got to pop off this week against Houston. Um, so this is kind of a get right game for Diggs as well. And I think this is this is a this is a big game. And I think I think Diggs will go in for two touchdowns. I like uh, Saquon these nuts this week, and it has to do with um, I think he has the right pieces for this. Um, yes, I'm going to say it, this Jacksonville offense. He has Marvin Jones Jr. tonight, and uh, he also has James Robinson, and uh, I think both of those guys are going to uh, do well tonight and get his team off to a solid um, lead, and uh, I think they'll be able to hang on for the victory this week. So now I will say one more thing. I'm curious to kind of see what you guys think about it. But Heineke or Justin Fields? I know Justin Fields had an atrocious week last week, but, I mean, he plays uh, Detroit Lions defense. Do you see him popping off this week? Would you uh, play Heineke? you think he's going to have similar results to last week? What are you guys saying? Uh, he's not playing against a bad against a real good uh, defense this week. Uh, Tyler Heineke isn't, so uh, he'll, he'll shine this week. Would you start him over Justin uh, Justin Fields? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Taylor Heineke's had two uh, two top twelve quarterback performances. Uh, I know Justin Fields went against a really good uh, defensive front last week in the, in the Browns, like I already mentioned. Uh, so uh, maybe he can do a little bit better against Detroit. But man, uh, Chicago is not looking good. Their coaches are are not good, and they're not designing this offense around Fields like it needs to be. And they're they're not adjusting, so I think it's a it's a much better play for Heineke here uh, against a bad defense. In a dime. Just curious. I I agree with you guys, but um, just not one you think would uh, be a starter over Justin Fields this late. But um, definitely agree. Two great performances. I would start him. I think he made the right choice there. Uh, moving forward, uh, let's go to your matchup, Zach. The Babayuk versus the uh, Chili Peckers. Um, it'll be the first week we see Jason's new lineup. Um, first thing that jumps out at me is Tom Brady in his quarterback uh, uh, super flex spot there. Um, pull up the numbers, just phenomenal. I mean, 36, 40, 41. Man, I do not think he scores any less than uh, uh, 35 points this week either. So um, very interesting to see kind of what happens there. I think ultimately between him and uh, Russell Wilson, I think those guys are going to give you – Give Chili Packers half the points he needs. Um, and then Cooks has been hot. I don't know how, man. This is a guy that snuck up on everyone this year. Um, averaging uh, worst game he had this year was 21 points. So I think he'll be uh, just fine there. Thelion uh, playing against the Browns defense. 
Um, I think uh, I think he'll put up some decent numbers. Um, but but man, it's interesting to see what his run game looks like now. I mean, he's got uh, Chase Edmonds and Naheem Hines there. I mean, how do you guys what do, what do you guys take from this trade and this team now? What it looks like? I am very excited that I'm playing Jason this week after he traded that. Um, traded away Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Hopkins. This is this is great for me. Uh, Naeem Hines is just a guy, you know, he, he does fine for PPR, but there's there's not much upside against a good Miami defense. Um, although we did just see Peyton Barber take you know take Miami's defense down pretty good. Uh, but that'll be Jonathan Taylor, not Naeem Hines, who's gonna be getting those those rushing um, Rushing attempts. Uh, Chase Edmonds is fine. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that great against a good Rams defense. So his running backs are going to hurt him. And I think Jerome already mentioned Nick Chubb's going to go off this week. Uh, Nick, uh, Joe Mixon put up a lot of a lot of points against Minnesota. Chase Edmonds looked good against Minnesota. Uh, can't remember who played them last week, but uh, Minnesota's been in a lot of high-scoring games. So I hope that Nick Chubb will get a couple touchdowns out of that. And Gibson is in a get-right game. I know he's questionable now. He had a little injury uh, this week in practice. I hope he plays because I don't really have anything else. Uh, I don't have any running backs to fill in for him. That would be devastating. Um, but I do like my team this week. This is a get-right game for me. I need to win this to go to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I do not want to start 1-3. That's never a good position. Uh, Allen Robinson is my guy to watch this week. He is... The scariest player, I drafted him really high, thinking that he was going to have a really solid floor, especially in a PPR league, you know, 10, 12 targets a game. Uh, and he has not performed. He's dropped a few passes that should have been caught, a couple of touchdowns he dropped. Um, he needs to get it together, and this whole Chicago offense needs to get it together for me to be excited. But I'm still going to take my team. I think uh, I'm excited about my, my running backs, especially this week. Yeah, there's definitely an advantage there with uh, Nick Chubb and Antonio uh, Gibson uh, versus Chase Edmonds and uh, Naheem Hines. Um, yeah, Baby Uke, I think Baby Uke win this week. Um, I'm not a real big Chase Edmonds uh, fan anyway. I, I think his ceiling's a little bit capped. And um, what else does he have going Christian Kirk is, you know, his, his team's probably going to go as Christian Kirk goes. If Christian Kirk gets a couple of touchdowns and, you know, 90 yards, you know, it, it's probably going to be a little bit more competitive than what you think. But, um, yeah, and looking at his team, I, I think that's where his uh, path to victory lies this week, how big a game Christian Kirk has. But with that said, I got the Babby Uke. Yeah, I never actually gave my prediction. I agree with you. I think uh, running backs are a lot stronger. And for some reason, I am just can already see it checking on Sunday, just seeing a couple low numbers on his side. I think Chase Edmonds, Naheem Hines, Thomas, Kirk, I think they all score under 10 points. Although I think his quarterbacks, as I said, are going to score uh, over half his points that he needs. Um, I, I think his facility players are just going to kind of come in um, underperforming this week. So I will take you, uh, Zach. You are projected to win by eight points with a 55% uh, projected win rate. Um, something interesting that I am looking at on his team, um, he does have uh, um, Patterson on his bench. He's been quite the player for the Falcons this year, um, being utilized as a running back and a wide receiver. You don't see that very often. Um, but uh, has put up substantial numbers in the last two games. 
Worst game this season has been nine points. Um, would you start him over uh, Christian Kirk? It's kind of hard seeing as uh, Christian has both 20-point performances in his three games. Well, would you guys swap in Patterson here or keep Kirk? So Christian Kirk's got the higher ceiling, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's the answer, answer. there. Um, but honestly, I I would much rather have. Um, I don't know. Actually, you know, I like I like Adam Thielen and and Brandon Cooks are both PPR machines. You know, they're not gonna you know blow the roof off of it, but they're gonna get him solid points. So I do like Christian Kirk in that spot just for that potential you know 80 yard touchdown like Christian Kirk's known for. Because um, Patterson, Patterson will do his thing, you know, he'll get four or five catches, you know, 40, 50 yards, a few rushes for another 20, 30, you know. He's, he's fine for in a pinch, but I think Christian Kirk is the right play here. Uh, being the underdog, you know, you got to take some shots, and uh, Kirk's that guy who can make those big, giant plays. And I think that's right. I was going to say Tim Patrick uh, for Denver here. I was going to say Tim Patrick over Christian Kirk, but... Since his first two wide receivers are so solid, I do like the, uh, the upside play of Kirk. All right. Fair enough. Anyone want any more points this match before we move on? My biggest point, man, my mascot, Brandon Ayuk. He's getting rolled out into the flex this week. You know, he was in the doghouse for some reason with Kyle shenanigans. And so it's great to see Brandon Ayuk catch a touchdown last week, finally get some targets. I think he only had six targets, four catches, but... It's good to see him. He looked fine. He looked really good um, from the plays that I saw. Uh, so I, I hope he gets even more involved. We all know that Debo Samuel is going to get hurt eventually. Uh, he does every single year. He'll miss four or five games, unfortunately. Um, nobody wants to see it. I like to see Debo play. He's fun. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk is my guy, so I'm rolling him in over Pittman this week. And Deontay Johnson, just because I'm scared of Deontay Johnson's injury. And then Manny Sanders. For Buffalo, baby, um, going against up, up against a bad Houston team, Ooh, I'm excited uh, for Emmanuel Sanders. I do agree. I think this is a must-win game for you. You do not want to start one and three. Might have changed your name to uh, Babbitt Duke if uh, you dropped oh. the ball on this one. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I yeah, there you go. I got you as a definite winner on this one. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I do want to note this, too. You were late to the party for drafts in AQB, and I think so far, looking at your QBs, it's worked out pretty well. I mean, Joe Burrow's been substantial. His worst game is 17 points, and uh, you take a look at uh, Sam Darnold there, his new uh, new team there in uh, Carolina. Um, also a solid bet. I mean, worst game, 22 points. And, uh, Zach, when was the, what spot did you draft his quarterbacks in? Uh, well, I picked up Sam Darnold in, like, the 14th round. Um, so that was just, like, kind of a... Wait and see, because I didn't know how Sam Darnold was going to be. Uh, but I picked up Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow back-to-back in, like, the 7th, 8th, or 8th, ninth round, something like that. Uh, I just I knew that Joe Burrow, was he's the, he was kind of the last guy that I wanted, and I did want to take the upside with Trevor Lawrence, just in case. Uh, but it's kind of exactly how I thought it was going to be in Jacksonville. So that's why I've been trying to trade him away to everybody, and nobody's biting. So it's probably going to be about time that I uh, drop him to the waivers, because... I don't, I don't think Jacksonville's going to be good this year. So, Well, the reason I mention this is because it, it is interesting, these different perspectives in uh, drafting, uh, particularly in my brother's spot. He was ninth overall, and he was saying, you know, it's hard at that spot when you have, uh, you know, uh, eight running backs in front of you taken off the board. I mean, you follow suit and get a mediocre running back, or you take over and dominate another spot. He ended up taking Patrick Mahomes, I think was the right move. 
Um, but I've even heard, you know, a lot of people saying take tight end earlier, but it's always curious to kind of see how these different scenarios play out. We got Zach, which is uh, drafted quarterbacks late. We have uh, Paxlap, which is drafted running backs late. So I always like to gauge these and, and kind of formulate my uh, theories kind of going into the next year's draft. I know, Drum, this is your first year. I was kind of helping educate you a little bit on how the league kind of runs, what I've seen on ba- uh, previous tendencies in the past. Um, do you feel like what I kind of told you with running backs is kind of uh, proven to be true? Uh, or uh, would you take more of an approach next year, you know, maybe a, uh, a QB-heavy approach or wide receiver-heavy approach as opposed to running backs early? You know, I pick, um, I think I spent my first three picks on running backs. And, um, yeah, it's, that, that, that advice has worked out for me because in week three I had to pick up Amir Abdullah off of waivers, off of waivers to start because I didn't have anybody else. So if, if I messed around and didn't get any uh, decent running backs, I really would have been uh, up the creek. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, you got to get running backs if you can. But if you're picking ninth overall and all those running backs have came off the board, I mean, that to, to me is you know, the best overall player. And, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is, uh, you know, by the time everything is uh, said and done, he can have four or 500 points, you know, uh, total for the year. So that's the right play right there. So, yeah, there's a number of different directions you can go with that, that number nine spot, uh, the number one overall uh, wide out on your board, uh, quarterback on your board, or, you know, tight end. All kinds of ways you can play it. But uh, getting Patrick Mahomes at number nine, I'll... Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, look at the top three. Stephon Diggs, which, I mean, I don't even, is he in the top 20? He's had, like, 15-point performances uh, so far. I mean, I, I do believe he's going to turn it around, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's my thought, too. Like, it, it's so easy for those top three guys to bust. Devontae Adams um, has been fine. Um, another guy, DeAndre Hopkins, which has been okay. He had one, one bad game this year so far. But, um, again, so far, like, running backs, you just understand the consistency a lot better. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey wasn't hurt. Dalvin Cook, if he didn't have that injury last week. Um, but uh, it's just more predictable, and I believe to be more of a safe bet, kind of just for, um, you know, again, I, I've never been late in the rounds, and that does scare me. I, I always would like to have this year, especially a top six pick. But um, interesting to kind of gauge and see, but these are, you know, my little uh, lab mice that I, I kind of study and see and, and, like I said, formulate my opinion. So we'll move on there. Um, let's see. Then we have... Uh, we haven't got over mine yet, so Madden's Legends versus Karen's Crew. Another team we were uh, shooting early on, but uh, let's see. I'm trying to get that matchup here. Is that coming up on your guys' end? Do you want to open it up? Yeah, yeah I, got I got it pulled, pulled up, up here. I can run through. Uh, we've got Madden's Legends uh, projected 152. Uh, currently, Joe Mixon is playing. The game started in, goodness, these Bengals orange jerseys look Sexy man, these—they got their orange pants on. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game when we're done recording this. But uh, and I think number seventeen was that Lavisca Chanel. I think he just got carted off the field. So uh, no, that's not—that wasn't him. Or was that Chark? Uh, I, I don't know. Sure, number seventeen. Number seventeen. I can't remember if that's Chark. I don't think it's Chanel. 
but one of those guys just got carved off the field on a, like a simple little. It is Chark. Yeah. Confirmed it is Chark. Chark. Just got carved off the field. Um, I can't remember whose team he was on, but that is big news. Um, I think it might have been. Yeah, that's never good. Yeah. Um, and that was just on uh, who's Paxlap's team, right? We just yeah. talked about. So I think I picked the other team, and I think uh, I'm going to be right on that one because you don't want a goose. Uh, but anyway, going back to to our uh, to our boy Nate here, uh, he's taking on Karen's crew, currently the number one team in our league for some reason. I don't really know how, um, but we have Kyler Murray and Jimmy Jimmy G as the uh, quarterbacks here. Against Karen's crew has Aaron Rodgers and uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, I can't believe he's playing Jameis Winston still. Um, I think there's better options on the waiver wire. I'd rather have Big Ben. I think and that's saying something. Uh, so I think busting down these this matchup here. I think Nate once again still has a really solid team. Uh, obviously, losing McCaffrey is like losing, you know, LeBron James. On, on the Lakers, like it's it's a big deal. Um, his team isn't quite the same without it. Devils, Devin Devin single carry is not going to get it done. Zach Moss has clearly <laughs> shown that he is the guy there in Buffalo. I know Singletary had the one big run, and Nate, you should have traded him that week because um, that's that's going to be his biggest play of the year. Uh, so yeah, you need some running back depth. Maybe you can uh, trade your little uh, your co-host over here for a little Chuba Hubbard action because. Because, man, he needs some running backs. But I do think that, uh, that Nate has a good chance to win. Um, but it really comes down to what Joe Mixon does tonight. He's going to have to carry running backs through this one uh, against a pretty solid team here. Um, Devontae Adams has been lighting it up. Mike Evans, I, like we already talked about, Tom Brady throwing a few touchdowns. So he'll catch one of those probably. Uh, Travis Kelsey's a stud. Um, but I don't think Jameis Winston is going to get it done. This is going to be a really close one. And uh, I might I might take the underdog and Nate um, just because you're here. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I appreciate that. Mine finally loaded up here. Um, I am not going to pick my team this week. Um, very shaky. I, I had 95 points last week. Um, as Zach mentioned, you you see where my team's at without McCaffrey. A whole different makeup. Um, I, just too many question marks, man. Devin Singletary can't count on him. We're shit. I mean, I think he's going to score about six points. I think Corey Davis is going to drop uh, a very few points against the Titans. He'll probably have about three points. And uh, Lockett's boomer bust, man. And when you got that many guys that are just question marks, you start losing uh, faith that your team's going to pull out. So um, it's going to take, I, I think, for me to win this game, I'm either going to have to have a player blow up for 40, 50 points, um, you know, or we're just going to have to see something we don't really predict, like Gusecki, Davis, or Singletary scoring uh, 20 points. I think it's going to take one of those two factors. But um, I think Karen's crew um, with that Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, that's very scary. I think those two combined for 50 points alone. Um, Mike Evans, again, very scary going against the Patriots. You know, Tom Brady, I don't even know if he's going to hand the ball off once. He's going to have so much uh, anger in him. Uh, so very scary looking at that. Mike Davis, he's been consistent all year, putting up at least 10 points. Kareem Hunt coming off of a hot week last week. Travis Kelsey, obviously the best tight end in the game. Even Odell Beckham, man, having a good uh, good week last week. So um, nine targets, I mean, that's a decent amount of volume. I just I think I have too many, uh, too many cards stacked against me here, so I'm going to take uh, Karen's crew. What do you think, Jerome? I think this might be a little bit closer than what Yahoo predicts. 
Uh, the, the path to victory for Madden Legends will probably depend on Karen's crew, um, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, and James Winston not doing anything. If those guys stink up the place, you know, I think it's going to be very, very close, and uh, you probably have a chance to win. But with that said, man, you're a big underdog, man. <laughs> yeah, 42, I think. A big number. Yeah, I'm gonna I think 42 with, uh, is the lowest we've seen, so, yeah. yeah I'm going to go with Karen's crew in this one. That's fair. Fair enough. All right, move on. I don't want to talk about that name anymore. Um, I'm just kidding. But uh, we will go to your matchup, Jerome. You're playing against uh, G Money. G Money is uh, projected to beat you, uh, 164 to 157. Uh, there's a 55% chance G Money pulls out the win. Uh, let's break it down. Um, I mean, Hubbard, anyone in that in that Panther offense, man, I think is going to do well. I think he's going to have 15 points this week. Um, I think make, uh, Baker Mayfield's going to be just fine. Derek Carr's been blowing up. He'll do his thing like he normally does. Robert Woods put up another mediocre performance. Claypool, let's take a look at his report here. He is questionable uh, for week four with a hammy injury. He was limited in Thursday's practice, um, and they kind of rank him as a wide receiver three or four. Um, I, I think if you're going to pull this off, you definitely need to get those guys going, those wide receivers. Um, uh, Chris Carson so far has put up uh, decent numbers. Hopefully we can get Cook back. I, I believe we will. He was limited in Thursday's game. Um, however, I, I believe he will come back, and I believe it's going to be a heavy workload um, for him. Uh, looking on uh, G Money's team, uh, I don't know why we still have Julio Jones in there. I mean, good Lord, this guy reeks it up. Injured, old, washed out, all the above. I know you guys are still high on him, but um, Tampa Bay's uh, defense, I actually think it's going to be a, a bigger role in this than you normally would think uh, defense is to be. Um, Dak Prescott, of course, always looks solid with his numbers. Um, I'm going to, however, take uh, Jerome. I'm taking you in this one. Um, I like the uh, I th- like the matchup. I think uh, I think you'll pull out the dub. What do you think, uh, Zach? Yeah, for me... Uh, I think both these teams need to. I think I don't think this is going to be the final lineups for either of these teams going into the week. Um, Dalvin yeah, Cook's still questionable. I think he will go this week. Uh, but man, Cleveland has been real tough, and uh, you know Miles Garrett's been eating, and that whole front line for for Cleveland's been really good. So if Dalvin Cook can kind of turn around, but hey, you just whooped my ass last week without Dalvin Cook, so. You know, what What can I say? You know what I mean? And you got Chuba Hubbard in there. That's going to be, you know, uh, a bump there. Um, but Claypool being questionable, that hurts a little bit. Robert Woods has been real slow. Let's hopefully he can turn it around. Um, but my guy on your team um, that I'm watching is Robbie Anderson. He's been real tough for me this year. I drafted him in a couple leagues. And, man, Robbie Anderson is the guy who can – who can be really good for your team. You know, he, he catches those deep balls we saw in the first week. I think he had one catch for 50 yards and a touchdown. He could do that every week, but it's, it's tough. He's kind of boomer bust. And uh, last year we saw a real consistent, solid version of Robbie Anderson that we haven't seen this year because D.J. Moore has just has been so solid. But, you know, now with Christian McCaffrey out, is Robbie Anderson going to have a game against Dallas? This is the week. Uh, basically, this is 
if Robbie Anderson has a game, keeping him. If he doesn't, I'm dropping him because I, I don't think he's going to do anything. Um, but Cole Beasley is a guy I might start over Claypool. Um, I was just going to say that, too. I think that'd be a, a decent option to at least weigh out. Yeah, if, if Claypool stays limited, as he is. But on the other side, uh, Julio Jones is limited, so we don't know how he's going to shape, shape up. But, man, Damian Harris against Tampa Bay, that's not going to work. Uh, we already talked about Damian Harris not catching any passes out of the backfield. That already hurts his PPR value. Uh, he's going to have to go with somebody who's not playing Tampa Bay, and that's going to be your boy Peyton Barbecue Barber. Um, he lit it up last week uh, against a good Miami defense, and as long as Josh Jacobs stays hurt, which he usually does, then Peyton Barber is going to get the get the nod this week and probably get another 20 carries. So we'll see if uh, that that plays out. And in that case, it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, it depends on how Chuba, how involved Chuba Hubbard is, um, and if Baker Mayfield can light it up against Minnesota. Um, but man, yeah, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert are two great quarterbacks. This is a real big toss-up to me. I might have to give the edge to G Money um, just because of the injury concerns on the uh, on Storm side. Okay, uh, I haven't uh, made a decision on who I'm going to play on Sunday. I haven't even really looked at my roster, but um, you made some very valid points about um, Robbie Anderson. They paid that guy last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my hat's off actually to Robbie. He's been a consummate uh, professional. I know that he's been chirping down there about not getting any targets, and he kept all the family business in-house. We didn't hear about that in the media or nothing, but um, you know, reports are they're going to be trying to get him involved this week. So, um, yeah, if Robbie Anderson doesn't do anything after all the chirping this week, I, I mean, and I think his issue is he's not even getting targeted. You know, so they're, they're going to at least target him on Sunday, and uh, we'll see if he can't have a 20-point game. And if he does, you know, I think I'll stand a chance to, um, you know, maybe make things a little bit closer than what the experts uh, think. So, you know, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm, I'm going to predict that the Charleston Storms are going to make things very interesting this week. Very All interesting. All right, and again, you are 1-2, correct? Correct. Not so this is one and three. Exactly, but I, I do. I, I I do think you're going to pull it out. The only reason I say Beasley, man, if you look at uh, his last game, 13 targets, and his first game, 13 targets, man, it's just so hard to turn your head away from a guy that's getting so much, so many looks. Um, but obviously, your team, obviously, your call. Chase Claypool isn't a, a stupid bet to put him in by any means. Um, just something that sticks out at me. Uh, but, yeah, definitely going to be a, a nail-biter on this one. Um, interesting to watch. I did just get the notification. Zach's probably watching it. My boy Joe Mixon is in the red zone. So let's get a shout-out if he does score here. See what's going on. I don't think he's on. seen a ball yet. Uh, Joey B's been lighting yeah. it up. He long played to Tyler Boyd. No, I, uh, I got Long played to Jamar Chase. And then a long play to Auden Tate. So he's got one one rushing attempt, two rushing yards, a target and reception. So 1.2, not bad. Not bad. Starting slow. All right, so we broke down just, uh, I think, all of them. Do we touch on all of them? Let's see, G-Money, Babiuk, Packslab, Goon Squad. All right, so we made sure to get everybody. Um, the merch did come. I got my, my T-shirt in the mail, but I think uh, I think Zach's buddies at the bowling alley got a piece of it, man. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, dude. We, we get good quality T-shirts over, <laughs> at, over at the BL. Yeah. 
I don't know, some of the scum of the earth, man. I think they uh, they put together a little workshop, and I think it came from the, the back of the uh, the bowling alley there. So uh, there's kind of a goofy-looking patch on it, so we're going to look into buying some. <laughs> Maybe spend an extra 20 bucks. What do you think, Jerome? Yeah, sometimes you get what you pay for. <laughs> Most times you do, so surprise, no surprise here about the quality. Yeah. Well, when you order your polos from quickpolo.com or whatever the hell that was... You know, that's what it's going to be. A little iron on patch. Well, I think with that, we're, we're a healthy uh, hour 15 here. Um, I think we could do a little uh, little NFL game, game day preview, uh, maybe next Saturday night if, if, um, if we can get our co-hosts together. Uh, I think that'll be fun to talk about some of those NFL matchups instead of just fantasy. Uh, break down some of the, more of these injuries as they come in. Um, I know we're going to have a lot of news and then maybe talk about some roster changes that happen between here and there. But um, Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that'll about do it for us tonight. Uh, you have anything to add, Nate? No, we're good. Uh, got a lot of info in there. Like I said, injuries are definitely prevalent and uh, already, again, putting people at uh, quite the hardship. So, Name of the game, staying healthy. Um, yeah, making the trades. Uh, now is the time to, you know, buy uh, buy low, sell high. Um, like I said, a lot of impatient, impatient people in this league. So, you you know, offer some trades up, get your value where it is. And uh, like I said, just start formulating that team for playoff time. So, anything else, Jerome, on your end? Nope, nothing on my end. All right, well. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like Zach said. Give it up. All right, go ahead. Finish it up. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it if you listened all the way through. Uh, This has always been fun. And um, good luck this week. And don't trade or, yeah, try to trade with Jason. Uh, He'll hook you up. That's all I got to say. Thanks. All right, see you guys.